Welcome to Millennial Moments, a podcast for all the moments in our lives that are just so millennial, we had to talk about them. We're your hosts, Genevieve and Jessica. Awesome. Welcome back to another episode of Millennial Moments. Today we're talking about passion. Should passion be your job? And we're very excited to have our very first guest joining us in today's episode. But first, (laughs) it's time for Happy Crappy. Do you want to start with happy or crappy this week? I'll start with my... I'll start with my happy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I started a brand new job this week. I've complained about my old job so many times in this podcast, and I finally did something about it. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. I get to work with you. Well, you know I get to work with you now. I know. I was going to act like, I was going to be like, where do you work? With me. But you know I'm that. sorry I ruined your whole day. <laughs> That's okay. It was it was on the spot. It probably wouldn't have been good anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we get to see each other every day. If we, well, if we want to. Yeah, I guess it's, it's been nice so far, but I feel like right away I automatically started treating you like my work wife. Like I check in with you like, hey, Jenna, like I'm going to be leaving work early today. I've got a doctor's appointment. Just didn't want you to like come by and not see me. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so sweet. I'm really excited to have this uh, relationship with you. Aww. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping that it doesn't get annoying because I'm like checking in with you all the time. You're like, oh, yeah, just busy. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm super into it. I'm worried that everyone else is going to be like, what? (laughs) So how's the job going so far? So far, so good. It was my second day today and it was a little overwhelming, but that's pretty typical with any job. Luckily, like the stress, I was stressing so much like the two weeks leading up to this. So that's all gone now. And I'm just uh, just really excited, actually. It's it's all new and it's everyone's so nice and it feels really positive. And that's that's such a good feeling. It's such a big difference from my last work environment. So nothing but good feelings. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for helping me get the role. Yeah, you're (laughs) welcome. Anything for my bestie. Right? (laughs) Do you want to say you're happy? Sure. Yeah. While we're all positive. Yeah. I'm in there. Uh, I'm super excited because I've talked about it a few times as well, but I'm getting my Invisalign on tomorrow. So I'm really excited. That's awesome. Yeah, that's about it. I'm really excited. You have to send some photos <laughs> of your Invisalign. I don't know. I'm really nervous because they put bra- like brackets, but they're like tooth colored on your teeth, little pieces of cement so that um, the Invisalign will stay on your teeth and stay in place. And so it puts pressure on the teeth that you want to have moved. And I'm nervous because they're on my front teeth. They're not super noticeable, but of course my buck teeth have to move didn't think about that when i'm signing up for the invisa braces that it's gonna look like i've got something on my on my front teeth are they on there now or they're gonna put it on tomorrow No, tomorrow morning is when they put it on so i was thinking oh it'll be so nice they're invisible braces like no one you won't be able to tell uh people are gonna be able to tell when i have two bumps on my front tooth and it's in your face So. I'm sure it won't be too noticeable. I'm hoping it's not. I, I, I kind of was talking to my boss about this at work and she was like, oh, no, it's really not that bad. And I was like, on my front teeth? She's like, I'm sure it'll be fine. And she said she had a friend who had the bumps on her front teeth, too, and that like she couldn't really tell. So, But I'm still nervous about it. 
I mean, they advertise as invisible braces, so it can't be can't be that noticeable if you're lucky <laughs> and it's only your back teeth that need moving um so we'll see how it goes they're 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 getting put on regardless so it's gonna be like a 23 year old a, adult version of embarrassing braces <laughs> still embarrassing yeah this is way less embarrassing than like full headgear or like braces in general just having that metal in your mouth and like the way that your whole like changes your face or whatever so anyway so i'm excited for that that is exciting yes and what about your crappy my crappy is i had a house sit for my mom i had to she asked me and i said yes but she asked me like a month ago and how was i supposed to know that no i knew i knew i was gonna be miserable house sitting i'm just not into being in a big old house by myself and taking care of it and my cats i love them but they're so high maintenance they wake me up at like six or seven every morning to get their fresh can of tuna (laughs) and yeah they like they have a whole system they they go and you they wake you up and like walk you downstairs and yeah it's it's like a whole thing so but no the biggest bummer is just like you know, at the end of house sitting, I need to make sure the house is all cleaned up and like pristine for my mom to come back. She will, she'll text me and let me know if anything's out of place. Like it's, so I would get really anxious and stressed about it. And the day I had to leave was Monday morning, the Monday morning that I start my new job and I have to make sure I'm all ready for that. So it was just a very stressful morning and oh, like, man. right. And I knew you know, going into it, like it's normal. You should be stressed about starting a new day, like a new, a new job. Like that is a normally stressful thing. And you should be totally prepared for that. And I was not prepared for my first day. Oh, I looked man. horrible. And of course that's the day, like they take all your photos and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> have no makeup on. I look like a total slob, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just cause I had to take care of my dumb cats all morning and make sure the house looked nice. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah so it was just stressful but I mean it's like no big deal it's just more stress than I needed yeah definitely how about you what's your crappy uh I have a few from this week to be honest but I think my main one is that um my grandfather is having having health issues I mean he's he's getting up there in age and so it's He's just to the point where he can't really take care of himself anymore. So, um, and just sorry that I, this week I actually am sick versus just sounding sick. So that's why I'm a little stuffed up. But um, yeah, so he had like an episode where like no one could find him and he was out for hours and then we didn't hear from him till like 3 a.m. And so now everyone got worried. And then, so my parents basically figured out a plan kind of over the next like two days they're just like all right here's what we're gonna do he's gonna go live with my uncle in las vegas and you know my parents are gonna do all this stuff for him and i was actually really excited because not only will my grandpa get family and care around him all the time but my parents are gonna be gone for two weekends in a row and i can actually have the house to myself for like 24 hours um so i was real excited and then come to find out that my uncle isn't ready to take my grandpa yet. He needs a couple of weeks to like get his house ready, which is understandable, but he had said he would take my grandpa. So my parents had like all the stuff ready. We're getting plans and bought plane tickets. And he's like, oh, wait, the house isn't ready. I need a couple of weeks. So my parents are like, well, he can't live up in his house alone. I guess we'll have to move him here. So, you know, I live with my parents. 
Um, so this is not my house. I can't tell them what to do. But I already was just feeling like my life was out of my control. And then I go and meet my mom for a walk today. And I'm like, mom, I'm just overwhelmed. Like my life isn't in my own hands right now. You know, I just want control over what I do when I do it. Those like small things. And my mom was like, oh, you're going to hate this news then. (laughs) Your grandma's moving in and we have to like change everything for him. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't handle this today. But it was actually funny because her telling me that kind of made me feel a little bit better, like kind of snapped me back into because I think I was directing a lot of my frustration towards my parents because like I kept losing things. And it's because like my mom cleaned the whole house and like stuffed all my into a pile, which it's like. I should clean up my stuff, but she could have asked me to clean up my stuff. I would have picked it up. I just was like busy and doing other things. And then she would like, you know, overcame her to clean up the house, which I get. It happens to me too, where I'm just like, everything needs to be clean right now. But she swept all my stuff. And then I like couldn't find things that like really needed. And so I was getting angry. So then it kind of like reminded me like, okay, they're not bad people. <laughs> you know, I got to help them with this. So feeling better about that. But I just, I just want things to be in my hands, you know? I mean, still having your grandpa come live with you for two weeks, like that's a real crappy. That's (laughs) well. And the thing is, is like I I love him to death. I mean, he's my family. He's my grandfather, but he's not a nice person. (laughs) Well, and it does. It disrupts everything. I mean, it's like getting a whole other roommate that you have to take care of. Like, it's not just a roommate because usually a roommate is self-sufficient, but, you know, he needs he needs help. Right. But then as you're helping him, like, wipe his butt, he's commenting on your weight or your job or, you know, oh. saying, like, like political things that are just, like, gonna anger anyone, you know? <laughs> or, like, being mildly racist the way only old people can be. <laughs> right, right. So it's just, you know, but it's just constant. And so I just don't like being around him. And so I'm just overwhelmed. But so that's kind of my crappy. But I'm going to get those braces tomorrow. <laughs> that's so funny that braces are your happy. Because I remember like in high school, like, oh, I'm getting braces tomorrow. Or I'm getting my braces tightened. And <laughs> that's that would be our that would have been our crappy. Then. Yeah, right. I know now our crappy is serious now. Yeah. Serious issues. <laughs> this is the real stuff the yeah. real deal <laughs> okay oops <laughs> all right well now we've gotten our happy crappy out of the way it's time for our next segment pop quiz pop 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 quiz pop quiz Woo! yeah oh shit wait should i leave this one because you led last week or you know the answers so no technically last time i led um that episode was lost so oh okay <laughs> this is a fresh start it's my oh. technically my turn wonderful <laughs> so i'm just reusing a couple of the old questions from last time but hey maybe you forgot them in the meantime i also added some new ones so nice. keeping it fresh okay cool all right this is kind of on theme an on theme pop quiz about millennials and passion and jobs okay so on average how often do millennials change jobs? How frequently? Every year? Like once once a year? Just about, yeah. Every 13 months is the statistic. That's on average. Um, so yeah, just about. I, I'd, I'd give you that one. Okay, cool. That's, that's a lot. That's really frequent, though. I mean, it is on average. Well, I guess 
it's on average. So some people stay longer, but that means like some people stay even like fewer. Uh, well, I wonder <laughs> if that includes the, like quitting your job because you don't like it. I think a lot of I, that's why. I, well, I mean, I kind of remembered like, <laughs> but anyways, going off of just knowledge here. <laughs> I, I skewed it lower because I feel like millennials are more secure in quitting jobs they don't like. It's it's much more commonplace with millennials. Well, I guess we're also at a point in our careers where um, we wouldn't spend a lot of time at any one company either just because we, like millennials, you know, we're not baby boomers. We're not like at the point of retirement. So it's not like we could have spent 20 years at any single job or company. So I think that's part of it too. But yeah. it is like we do have a reputation of changing jobs a lot definitely but how long does the average millennial plan to stay at a new job how long do they plan to stay there yeah so like when they're hired and before they even start like how long do would you think the average millennial expects to stay at a job like three years yeah actually so uh well 50 percent of millennials say that they stay like five years or longer but like between like about 30 percent of millennials would say that they'd stay between like three and five years at a job okay i wanted to say five but then i don't know it, it seems just, high though it right does seem high yeah especially with them actually leaving jobs every 13 months right well it just shows i think millennials are optimistic <laughs> always looking on the bright side right That's right <laughs> and then on average what do you think is more important to millennials passion for a job or money passion for sure yeah you know it's actually really close 44 percent of millennials said passion was more important only 42 percent said that money was more important so that's only like a two percent difference oh so what about the rest of the millennials the rest say? said that six uh, percent said that like learning and development was the most important thing about a job and then five percent said like insurance and health benefits interesting i know right i mean only five percent of millennials it's not very much but yeah two percent said like getting paid time off and getting paid vacation and stuff was the most important thing interesting but two percent isn't very much i don't even know if you can say that 44 percent answering the passion is most important and 42 percent answering money like i don't even think that's statistically significant you know like of a difference it's only two percent yeah it shows that it's very it's very up in the air. It's yeah. just going to depend on who you are and what you think is important. Right? Yeah. I, I was just surprised that it was so close between the two. Yeah, definitely. I feel like passion is so stressed in the media these days, whereas money in millennials is not really. Right. Well, I think that was a very informative pop quiz. I feel like that was both fun and yeah, informative. So just to give a little bit of an intro before we get into the meat of our episode today, um, we have our first ever guest on the podcast. It is our producer, Sammy. So she's going to be here today talking about passion, should it be your job, how those things relate, and all of those great things. So just give a little bit of background on our producer, Sammy. She quit her full-time data management job, making a good amount of money for a 22-year-old, to pursue a job that would be more creative and has since then found what she considers to be a passion of hers, audio engineering. So when we came to her with this podcast idea, she was super excited to test out 
her audio engineering hobby and see if it was something that she could do for a career and she found that she really loved it so she's been working to make it a career and we're going to talk to her all about it today on the episode should we start things off by introducing our special guest today yes featuring our silent producer you all know her (laughs) let your presence be known but our wonderful producer sammy is here today not only as our producer but as our very first official guest hello thank you for joining us thank you for having me (laughs) glad you could be a part of this you know it's been just jenna and i for so long (laughs) just you guys just not anybody else doing most the work okay (laughs) yeah thank you so much for being here Mm -hmm. um today we are talking about passion and work more specifically should your job be your passion as well so sammy let's kick it off what does passion mean to you hmm I feel like this wasn't a question last time. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't prepared for this. In the lost episode. (laughs) Passion to me means something that, um, like you guys said that, I think it was two episodes ago, episode 10, that moment when you swipe right on your passions. Um, (laughs) Nice plug. Thank you. Uh, The quote from the local honey girl, your passion is what you do when you're supposed to be doing something else. So I think that's what my passion, my definition of passion is. Do you have a passion? I think my passion is, for now, audio editing of all sorts, mostly podcasts, because it's kind of easier to get into. <laughs> but yeah, I think for now, that's that's what I enjoy doing. That's kind of what I find myself doing over other things. Why do you say for now? Um, I say for now because I don't think passion is one thing for your whole life. A lot of times when you talk to like your professors in college or like your teachers in high school or your dentist or um, I don't know, just like the cashier lady at Safeway, (laughs) Um, they're always like, oh, well, I'm doing this now, but I previously did this. And sometimes you end up with this like whole laundry list of things that this person used to do. And they're like, oh, I love doing that, but I just felt it was time for a change. And now I love doing this. And I just, I don't think passion is any one. I think for some people when they find their passion, it's like, this is the one. But I think for other people, it's like ever evolving, just like people. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Do you think that you can have multiple passions at one time? For sure. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people count this as a passion, but like I sometimes it like going with my definition of passion as doing things, doing it when you're supposed to be doing something else. Like I often end up reading when I'm supposed to be doing something else or uh, that's all I can think of. <laughs> um, but like, I don't, it's just like you can love more than one thing at one at a time. Like, so yeah. But maybe you have like one that you need to do in order to make money. If you're, if you're making your passion your job or whatever. Nice. 
since you brought it up. <laughs> what a great segue. <laughs> I know you love that when people use segue. I do. <laughs> so do you think your passion can be your job? Do you think it should be? I don't think it has to be. I think it depends on your, I guess, your personality maybe. Like for some people, it doesn't matter what they do. It's going to be a job. So some people, when they take their passion and make it a career, it like like flips the switch. It's like automatically like this thing they have to do and they just because they have to do it, it like sucks all the enjoyment out of it. But I think for other people, they can like kind of keep that switch off. Like it, it's not it's not a lack of enjoyment because you're you have to do it. It's just like I get to do this every day. Wow, you literally took the words out of my mouth because that <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about things. Like I can really love like I really liked my job when I was doing WordPress stuff, editing and whatnot. I really liked it, but when I wanted to be elsewhere, like hanging out with my friends, but I needed to finish a project, I still didn't want to work on that project. Like it was more fun when I was working on it because I did enjoy it. But then at the end of the day, I had to sit down and do it right then. And I wanted to be out with my friends. And that might sound like childish, but even as an adult, you want to be elsewhere sometimes, you Mm -hmm. know, and like, that's okay. But what being an adult is is staying at work and not going to actually hang out with your friends right that's kind of responsibilities right as an adult you just you sit there and you take it but (laughs) you sit there and you're miserable yeah but because you have to be yeah but you took the words right out of my mouth and that's exactly how i feel i could love it love it love it but the second i were to do it for a job and i have to be there eight to five i'm tired of it Mm -hmm. you know i now it's now it's a job, just like you said. Yeah. Jenna, how do you feel about it? I think, well, I'm I'm I have the fear that that's actually the case, and you guys are right, and that's actually <laughs> how it is. But ever the optimist, I really think that you should always at least strive to try to do something you love and that you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's not realistic for everyone, but I read this quote from some New York Times article, I don't know, about how you should always be striving for something better, you know, Mm -hmm. and always striving to feel better. And so if you, I don't think you should resign yourself to being miserable in a job or hating your job. I mean, you should always be looking for something better. And of course, nothing's going to be perfect. I don't think you are always going to hate it because you have, because you have to be there and you have to work, but you know, why not try to at least be happier and (laughs) find something that you're not miserable all the time? Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's a big difference between being miserable at your job and your job being your passion. Like there's a huge sliding scale in between there, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, I don't think that I would ever need to have a job that was my passion. I don't, I just don't feel like I need that. Um, but I don't want to be miserable either, right? So there's like anywhere from like, you know, halfway down the scale to miserable, I'm going to quit that, you know, that's (laughs) not what I want. But if I'm anywhere from like moderate to happy, 
that's still okay. I'm fine living my life within there because I can do other things that will elevate my happiness and things like that. Mm -hmm. But no matter what, when I wake up at 6 a.m., I don't want to go to work. It doesn't matter what it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just worried. Like, how do you know? How do you know if you could be happier? How do you know if you're just putting up with a job because you're getting paid and you know that you're going to be miserable doing anything anyway, so you might as well be miserable doing this? You know what I mean? Like, how do you know since there is such a big there is, you know, that axis of pure passion and pure misery? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you know that your peak, I guess, the the most happy are going to be? Well, I think if you're miserable, chances are you're not at the peak. But if I mean, I don't think you should be miserable doing anything. So if you are miserable doing a job, then there's probably something better out there. It may not be the most, like you might not wake up and be like, I'm going to work today, but you shouldn't be like, Ugh, I don't want to go. I think there needs to be, at, like at the very minimum, there should be like a, well, it's work. <laughs> like, but you shouldn't be like you shouldn't dread going to work or have anxiety to get there or it doesn't have to be like the happiest thing of all time like I mean you don't like doing your dishes but like you like a clean kitchen so yes that's true I don't know if that's a relatable metaphor I actually really like it it's okay. like <laughs> it's like you love making money yeah. You know, you don't really like the process as much, but you know that at the end of the day, you're getting a nice yeah, paycheck. Like, and so it's you moderately okay. Something that you want to do with that money that might make you happy. But the event, the thing that makes you the money shouldn't make you so miserable that you can't enjoy the things that you would do with the money. Yeah. So, Sammy, can you give us a quick rundown on what you used to do and what you've done since to try and follow your passion in audio engineering? Sure. So I got an internship while I was in college and they um, pretty much employed me. So I got it the summer between my freshman and sophomore year, or I guess my sophomore and junior year because I graduated in three years. So, And then I worked there through that summer and then through the rest of like the following two years. And then they hired me full time after I graduated and then about a year and a half, about six months after I graduated, I was like, it's like right when I graduated, I was like, I could see myself being stuck here. Like I make good money. I have good benefits. They're good to me. <laughs> I could see like foresee never leaving and I'm 21. <laughs> um, and then it took about six months for me to be like, this is not what I want. I don't want to be stuck here. I want to do something else. I don't know what it is. And then it took me a year and a half to quit, but I finally did it mostly because they wouldn't let me take a month's vacation to go to Europe. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably would have stayed if they'd let me. So I left and then I got I got back from Europe after a month and was like, what do I do with my life now? <laughs> but before I quit, we had like just started the podcast and I kind of had always had this interest in editing audio because um, I like got more and more into podcasts as my job got more and more boring. <laughs> so I was basically <laughs> listening to eight hours of podcasts a day to get paid. Um, and then we quit. Or I quit. Now we quit. Um, and then 
we like kind of started doing the podcast for serious and I was like, I love this. So I started applying to jobs and then I kind of got one. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So you're on your way, on your way to working your passion. Yeah. How has the balance between money and passion been for you that and that trade-off? Can you describe that a little bit? I think a lot of times when you switch careers, people are intimidated by the fact that their pay is going to take a cut, but you also have to like keep in mind that you are starting at the bottom. So you have to work your way back up and I think I, I just read a statistic where like if you switch careers, you're likely your um your pay is likely to decrease by about twenty percent. So it's gonna take you a while to like build back up to where you were, depending on how high up you were. And so like I had four years of experience in a pretty well paying career track and it's it's super unrealistic of me to expect to come in at like thirty plus dollars an hour when I'm starting with very little experience. <laughs> and Girl, go get what you're worth. Yeah, try. Know your worth. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Question, mm -hmm. do you guys think that in the search for your passion being your job, that it is a direct trade-off between money and happiness? Could you say that again? <laughs> in in search for your passion as your job is it a trade-off between money and happiness i feel like a lot of people searching for their passion are not starting from i mean everyone's searching for their passion all the time i think you know even you know kids in high school and things like that that are still fresh and new but so many people especially us millennials and we're at the tail end of millennials really but so you know we're kind of the last group of people as far as millennials going through this but where we graduate college, we get jobs, and we still don't know what we want to do. So then we're making money, right, probably related to the degrees that we got. So it's going to be higher than anything we do that's non-degree related. So then in your search for your passion, you are, I feel like it's really a trade-off between money and happiness in your job. Do you guys agree or what do you guys think about that? I don't think that's always the case. I mean, it depends on what your passion is. Some people have a passion for managing hedge funds. I don't know. I mean, like some people have passions that happen to align with high paying careers. Like, like let's say your passion is healing people or helping people and you become a doctor. You know, it's not always a trade off in that sense. But a lot of times I think when we talk about passions, people think about it in their passion tends to be maybe more altruistic or creative. Yeah, exactly. And those tend to, at least in the beginning, you have to sacrifice money for your passion. But I mean, it's not always the case depending on what your passion is. But and it might even be a myth that you have to trade your trade money for for your happiness and for your passion. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's I think I think maybe that's just a myth that we've been told. And I don't even think it has to be a trade. A lot of people don't do what I do. A lot of people um, find their passion through a hobby or something. And then they're like, oh, I could make money on this. And then it becomes a side hustle. And then suddenly their side hustle is making enough money for them to be like, I could invest in this and make this full time and replace what I am making and or increase what I'm making. So it doesn't have to be a trade. 
I don't know. What do you think, Jess? I don't know. I think initially, like the first time that we talked about this, I was kind of thinking it was a trait. The first time we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, that I thought it was kind of a trade. But I, I think my thinking about it is like if you are working a job and making a lot of money and you want to quit and follow your passion because a lot of passions to make a, an, a salary that would replace your current salary would have to require you to quit to invest more time. So then initially it's always going to be a pay cut, even if your passion is managing hedge funds because if your degree is in art history – and you find you have a passion managing hedge funds, hedge funds, you know, you're probably taking a pay cut because you have no experience in that. Uh, so, you, Or you just need to take time to get the experience and then go do that. So I think there's always a trade-off between the money you're making now and the passion or, you know, you want to pursue or the mm-hmm. life you want to live. Um, and I think it's worth it if you know that's the path. I think my worry with these kinds of things is if you don't know it's the right path, if you don't know if it's your passion, how do you then say, let you know, let me quit this to follow that when it's going to be a decrease in money? There's no guarantee. What if you don't actually like it? You know, how do you balance that fear, I guess, too? I mean, mm-hmm. Sammy, you did it. Mm-hmm. Well, I put away a lot of money. because I knew I wasn't happy and I knew I had to do something about it. And I was like, well, I can't just quit and not have anything to like save myself. And I think that's also a thing like millennials kind of have this like flighty like reputation where they're like just flip from job to job and like, I'm in search of myself. But I think millennials have this kind of safety net, like the security that their parents will back them up and give them a place to live and (laughs) maybe give them money if they need it. Even when you're taking this major risk, you still have this safety net. I mean, I kind of had that because I'm living at home and, but I, I made sure I had my own safety net where like, I considered it like investing in myself. Like I need to put this money away (laughs) in order for me to not work and seek out something that I do want to do because I didn't think that I could continue to work and find something I wanted to do. Yeah. I've seen that recommendation before by people who are like well into their career and then they want to make a career change. They're always like, yeah, you got to make sure you have savings first if you mm-hmm. want to quit. Cause you know, you, you have to have that safety yeah. net for I mean, yourself. It's insane to think that you could just, quit and live like if you are living month to month (laughs) and be like well now i'm not gonna have an income and it'll be fine (laughs) no that's not gonna be that's not gonna work (laughs) yeah did i answer your question yeah i think so okay um what was the question again i don't remember it was uh the bouncing the fear right oh Oh, yeah the fear Yeah. yeah i mean i think there's fear in everything you do and it's not a matter of like conquering your fear. It's a matter of understanding where your fear comes from and then trying to not not overcome it, but just like if you understand why it's there, you can kind of get around it. Like it, it'll always be there. And I like yeah. to think of it, you're probably afraid because it matters, you know, like you're afraid because it's important to you because, you know, you don't want to fail or because you don't want to be totally broke. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 a it just shows that that's something that's important to you that, you know, all these things, which it should be. All these things should be important to you. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so it's not like you're afraid for dumb reasons. It's, again, realizing why you're afraid and doing what you can to mitigate, I guess, those those fears. I think bringing up fear is a really good point to hit on this discussion of of not only searching for passion in what you do every day, but in passion in general. Because I know for me, like I've been saying this whole time, I don't like the word passion. I'm very mm-hmm. pessimistic about the idea. And I think the reason is because I started a job that, I mean, I like my job. I'm still pretty new at it. And the training is six months long. So I'm in month two. So end of month two. So it's still pretty stressful with a lot of learning every day. Like every day I'm just exhausted. So maybe I'll enjoy it more once I'm done with training. But, you know, so I hear this word passion and I guess I feel like I should be pursuing it. I should be pursuing it above all else. But I've been in a situation where I had no control over my finances and I wasn't allowed to purchase anything. So now I have a job where I can finally buy my own things and like I can, you know, get my Invisalign and support myself. And I am not willing at this point to give that up. So if I were to be in pursuit of my passion, it would have to be outside of that. And then it would have to become something that could replace that income before I would ever consider quitting because I don't feel comfortable. I wouldn't be happy being in a position where I couldn't support those things and the things I wanted to do outside of my job. Mm-hmm. I was thinking how much of this whole conversation of like your job and your passion and stuff, how much of it is it an issue of people thinking the grass is greener on the other side? You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, that's a good point. I think it's a huge issue. I always, it doesn't matter what I'm <laughs> doing, the grass is greener over there. <laughs> it, just, it always is. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have, it's a serious issue where I always think that I should have done the other thing or I should be doing something else because, oh my gosh, I'd be so much happier if I was doing literally anything else when the truth is I'm going to be unhappy no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm not that way. Really? I'm definitely like a positive poly where like I will find the silver lining uh, like if it kills me. Like, I don't, I just don't like, I'm very like, I don't, I don't even know how to, like, I'm just here. I don't want to think about what could have been because I used to do that and it drove me insane. <laughs> and so I just was like, I have to train myself not to do that. And so now I just don't. <laughs> it that, took sounds, a while. that sounds way healthier. It took a while, but like it used to keep me up at night just like laying in bed thinking about the day and my decisions and like, well, if I had done this, would this have gone differently? And like, I was like, I I can't do this anymore. Like I need to sleep. (laughs) I need to, I need to have confidence in the decisions I make. That's a really good point. I need to go back to that because I've done a very similar thing. And I think a lot of people are like, how can you just decide to not feel that way? And I tell people all the time, like you can decide how you want to feel, how you approach things. You just make a conscious decision Mm -hmm. to do it the way you want every time and it will change and then you don't have to think about it yeah i mean occasionally you'll have like a major decision where you agonize over and you're like did i do the right thing yeah because i was definitely like really unhappy as a kid probably definitely dealing with some serious depression but i didn't know it at the time 
And I just would, I just was tired of being sad. I just didn't want to be sad. I just wanted to be happy. So I told myself every day, like, just be happy. Just you're happy. Look, the sun's shining. And I'd have to tell myself, like, these are the positive things around me. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm happy. You're happy. I didn't even have to, I didn't have to see anything positive even. Some days I didn't see anything positive. And I just said, you're happy. It's fine. Smile. And it's weird because I smile all the time. I just be like, smile, smile. It's going to make you feel better. You just put a smile on your face. And I got, I didn't even have to think about it anymore. I think I have slipped back into a, to a point where I'm like, I'm not as happy. And so I think I need to start reminding myself again. But you just reminded me that like you can change how you feel about these things too. Mm-hmm. Like if my job right now isn't my passion, maybe I can think about it in a different way. Maybe I can make it my passion. What mm-hmm. do I really like about that job that yeah. I could delve into more and things like that? Yeah, your feelings are the one thing you have control over. You can't control anyone else around you. You can't control your life circumstances, but you can control your reaction to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't – I don't think you can choose your passion necessarily, but you can decide to do your best to make your current situation as – as you know, you can try to make it your passion, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you mentioned earlier, like, uh, you should strive to be the the best you are you can be or something. Um, and I think a lot of times people who are bored in their jobs – and I think I said this last time is like it's because you're stagnant. Like if you feel like you're not moving, it's because you probably aren't. Like take a class or go to a convention or sometimes you just kind of need to remind yourself why you were interested in this in the first place. Like you were probably excited about getting this job in the first place. What was it? I think I think you just have to remind yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really good advice. I'm glad that you brought that up again. Thank you. Yeah. What can I say? I'm wise. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about if if your passion should be your job, if that's something that we should be working towards. So at the end of the day, what do you guys think? Yes, no. I think if you're a creative person, like, so, like if creativity fulfills you, I think in that case, maybe. So you think that more creative people are going to be more driven to find a, their passion job versus non-creative people? I wouldn't say driven, but I feel like if if you feel like you need to be creative in a way, I think that you are more likely to to seek out a job that fulfills you in a way that like having your passion be your job would. Whereas like if relationships are your passion you don't really care so much what you do to make money unless maybe you're a doctor i don't know that's a good point because you're talking last time about how you guys felt like relationships were most important to me and i thought oh that would make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. jenna what do you think yes no this is gonna sound dumb i think happiness should be your job (laughs) i think your one job in life is to be happy so you know whether that's making more money and not working your passion or whatever that means to you. Just make it your job to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause I feel the same way that, you know, passion, non-passion. I feel like there's so much pressure on millennials to follow their passion and all these people quitting their jobs to be bloggers and travel the world and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And that's all great. But if traveling the world and blogging isn't going to make you happy, don't quit your job to do it. You know, 
like That's a very good point <laughs> yeah even <laughs> like it seems silly but sometimes like i have to remind myself when i see people that are living these seemingly amazing lives like a good example a girl that was in our sorority you know she became um a flight attendant and she's not traveling the world but she works you know there and then she might fly this this there and then she gets to kind of spend a couple days wherever she's at and you know it's just like wow that seems so amazing do i want to do that no i don't want to be in in air hostess <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like like at the end of the day even though they need a lot of train a lot of safety training and things like that they serve people drinks and peanuts and i don't think i would be fulfilled even if i was getting to see the world because at the end of the day seeing the world is a secondary to to me not a primary so for someone who their prime one of their primary things they want to do in their life is travel and see the world it's going to be a much more fulfilling job for them regardless if they're handing out drinks and peanuts mm-hmm. that's I mean, great right, though <laughs> i feel bad when i say that because like i'm sure like flight attendants are great and they do a lot of yeah. <laughs> training and it's a hard job but like i wouldn't want to do that i don't want to work at a restaurant why do i want to do that i once asked the guy at the checkout counter at target how he liked his job and he was like I used to work like I think he was like he said he used to work in an office and he made a lot of money and all this stuff and he was like but I like to meet people I like to talk to people so I quit and I'm 10 times as happy here doing what looks like menial labor but I enjoy it more and I was like okay (laughs) wow you had no idea what you were gonna get to (laughs) with that question (laughs) like how's your day you like what you're doing (laughs) oh okay (laughs) getting existential wow yeah Yeah, I I agree like that's not for everybody yeah happiness that's all it's all about yeah fulfillment yeah my real point there was not to tear down flight attendants it was more to to explain especially with social media being so prevalent for everyone these days you see people living what you think is a great life but Mm -hmm. if you're not living that way it's probably because you don't want to if you're like wow they're traveling the world and i'm watching tv guess what if you really wanted to travel the world you can go travel the world Mm -hmm. there are ways to do it or your fear is holding you back or there's another we should have a whole fear month actually Yeah, I'm feeling really good. I feel like we got a lot of really good points out there and I feel like we, yeah, had a really solid discussion. I think we all learned maybe a little Mm -hmm. today. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm curious to hear what our listeners think. Do they think finding your passion is most important? What is your passion? How are you going about finding it, pursuing it? What is it that you're doing? Do you want to be a flight attendant? Do you? (laughs) Tell us why. Yeah. (laughs) No, really. I don't understand. Please explain why. (laughs) No, but yeah. Let us know what you think about passion. Is Have you found your passion? Do you work your passion? You know, how how have you experienced passion? We want to hear all about it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sammy, for being our amazing guest this week. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. It was a pl- didn't sound very pleasurable. <laughs> yeah, you didn't really sound very sincere. <laughs> That's just how I sound. <laughs> That's just my voice. <laughs> but really, thank you. It was a delightful conversation. Good. Good. As usual. We hope to have more guests in the future. Thank you for being our, our first guest. We're very excited. 
You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. And tune in next week for our final episode about passions. It's going to be what people get wrong about passion. Yes. And I think we've hit a couple things that I want to talk about in that one tonight. So I'm excited. I'm stoked. Hope you guys tune in. Thank you guys for listening to our episode of Millennial Moments. Make sure you check us out at our website, millennialmomentspod.wordpress.com, where you can find articles related to the topics we talk about, as well as useful handouts and additional tips. You can follow us on Instagram, Millennial Moments Pod, and on Twitter, TMW underscore Millennial, and you can like us on Facebook. Toodles. Bye. 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 <laughs>